Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Solomon Kruger. He's here to share with us his journey and also the programs that he's put together in the past 20 years, helping people connect and gain more compassionate and authentic relationships. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Hi, Lorraine. How are you doing, Solomon? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good, good. Awesome. Everyone today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Solomon Kruger. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you for taking the time. Um, the first time I think I met you, uh, you were doing a, you were a DJ at a, an, a substance-free dance party that I went to at a like a Reiki studio. Um, I think downtown Montreal, and I remember you were playing some serious one-hit wonder hits at one point, and I was like, oh, I, li- <laughs> I like this guy's vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and then you went on to create uh, this magical place, Flowland, which I had the, uh, the uh, I guess, the privilege of being there a few times. And uh, so, yeah, please tell us, update me about what's going on with you right now. Sure. Oh, it's a pleasure to join you on this call. And yeah, so back uh, a year and a few months ago when COVID um, came and we were in lockdown, I I quickly had to make a decision because, of Mm -hmm. course, with the studio, it's, it's, you know, their expenses and wasn't obvious um, how long we were going to be in this uh, lockdown. And so I decided to close the studio. And, um, and as a result, I left the city, I thought, okay, I'm not going to stay in the city. There's no reason for me Mm -hmm. to stay with (laughs) in this situation. So I was lucky and found a place an hour north in Val David. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I rented a, a place there and where I still am, actually. Okay. Nice. And then, you know, I went into a period of deep reflection about, okay, like, how can I be of service and what's going on and kind of trying to orient myself to this crazy time. Right. And um, I was in conversation with a friend of mine who was involved in Authentic Montreal, which was, of course, happening at Flowland. So in the studio I was running, we had uh, authentic relating events um, as well. And, and I was part of that organization. And, and so we were having a conversation saying, well, maybe we can bring this work online and mm. you know help the community that way. And if it's online, the overhead would be a lot lower. Um, I don't have to be in Montreal. Um, and in fact, it could be you know supporting more people than those just in Montreal. Yes. So that that's what we did. Uh, at the end of the summer, we, we put it all together and decided to go legit as a business and uh, used existing, you know, technologies and software and different mm-hmm. platforms and put it put together authentic relating go. <clears throat> and mm. the, the URL is a little complicated, but um, it's it's www.ar hyphen go dot mm-hmm. live l-i-v-e okay and so it's a platform for um for connection uh with live facilitated events 
happening almost every day. Nice. And uh, we've been doing that for the past eight months, eight and a half months now. And what's your most popular, um, I guess, service that you're offering right now? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say which is the most popular because they, they all have different, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's sometimes more people at one event and sometimes another day there'll be mm -hmm. more people. But I'd say the connection games are the most popular. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about the connection games? Sure. Connection games are a, a staple of authentic relating practice. And it's essentially, um, you know, people uh, come in and, and, and can connect in ways that, you know, bring mindfulness and curiosity and empathy and sharing impact into uh, different activities that we facilitate. So it can be a curiosity game. It can be um, an empathy game. There's many, many, um, mm. and when I say game, uh, it's basically an interactive activity. Activity, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's very oh. structured, and 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 it's it's it. I'd say it's popular because of the structure. It's it's easy to feel co more comfortable when you know, okay, you have a few minutes to share this, and then this is the instruction for the next step. And then so it goes on like that for two hours. Mm -hmm. Nice. Solomon, I want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. What's your background? What's your background? How mm -hmm. did you come into all of this? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll try to keep it uh, brief because, of course, <laughs> I can, my story goes back uh, That's okay. many, many years. <laughs> well... I love asking guests about their past and what brought them to where they are right now. It's a good time for self-reflection and it's also a really good opportunity to hear lessons that other people have learned. Let's go back to Solomon. When I moved to Montreal, uh, I'm originally from Toronto. When I moved to Montreal, uh, 1997 in my early 20s I started I was working in photography and I was actually just really interested in um, the healing arts and mindfulness mm. yoga and uh, theater and you know the creative arts and, and and healing modalities and started attending workshops and started learning just kind of by my own interest in personal development and spiritual work. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> through that process, people started in noticing that I was naturally facilitating connection games, connection activities. Mm -hmm. I was just doing it. I mean, I was learning from different work at different workshops or reading books or watching videos, and I would just start doing it. And mm -hmm. eventually it led to me, people asking me to start offering workshops. And so I started doing that. This was back like almost 20 years ago, actually. Wow. Um, so this was kind of wasn't, you know, it wasn't a plan to become a profession or start, you know, a career in this or anything. But I just kept doing it. And as a result, I started to realize, actually, there's something happening here that really feels in alignment with me and seems to have a positive impact for others. Long story short, I ended up going to Concordia to complete a degree I had started way back before 
um, in psychology, completed it in human relations, okay. and then continued to do a master's in human systems intervention, which is kind of organizational development, so change management, um, with the aim of working in organizations. I thought, okay, I maybe I can't do this authentic relating and connection stuff as a job, but maybe I can bring these tools into a more corporate yeah. setting and, and make, uh, and I did, I ended up working in educate public education and also in public health um, and doing that for a few years until I felt while always at the side, continuing to do workshops. And I started an ecstatic dance um, event called flow. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was part of my, my journey also. And, of realizing, wow, I'm attracting a lot of people. I mean, there was 100 to 200 people coming each month mm -hmm. to the ecstatic dance event. And from that, I was like, okay, I can start doing smaller ones and I can do other kinds of workshops to help people to okay. connect, not just through dance. Right. Um, and there but was also, the cuddle parties. <laughs> yes, that's right, which I called cozy, yeah. uh, which was really, yeah, supporting platonic intimacy and boundaries and, and mm -hmm. you know, clear communication. So I did that from 2015. And then so t in 2017, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, that's when I decided, okay, I think, I think I'm ready to have my own studio. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we had yeah. met just before that, um, I think the year before. And, and so yeah, I was okay, I, I think I'm, I need instead of renting other people's spaces and having, you know, issues with that, I decided, okay, let's bring it all under one roof. Mm -hmm. So that's and, what brought it, me into, yeah. That's what brought you into where you are right now. Into where I am now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you were growing up, like, were you coming from a, like a faith based family or home or like, cause this is very um, like compassionate and empathetic uh, exchange. This, a lot of it comes from our own need to for our own spiritual connection. So I'm just curious as to know your, your upbringing. Yes. Yes. Toronto. My roots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I'm noticing about life is the things that we're drawn to, the things that we're passionate about, the things that bring us joy are often the same things that are leading us to our own healing. I'm going deeper with Solomon now because I just know that there's more to discover. Let's go back. My parents were um, and still are spiritual. And mm -hmm. the interesting thing with them is that my mother was raised in a, a liberal Jewish family. Um, and my father was raised in, in a, a fairly conservative Lutheran Protestant kind of uh, Christian, well, Lutheran Christian background. Mm -hmm. And so when they got together, they said, okay, let's let go of the religious aspect. Right. This was back in the seventies, of course, like they, yeah. you know, it was a lot of, you know, opening to different, um, different religions and spiritual backgrounds. And they were very much drawn to, you know, kind of the new age movement that was kind of growing and mm -hmm. also to the Eastern philosophies of Buddhism and Taoism, especially. Okay. And so I remember growing up and, and they said, you know, you don't have to go to 
synagogue or church if you don't want to. In fact, I never did. Okay. And um, they said, you know, we really invite you to find your own uh, spiritual mm -hmm. or religious path. And we're going to support you in, in, in finding what that is for you. And I mean, at the same time, I mean, there were psychology books on their shelves and books on shamanism and Taoism. And, wow. uh, and so I was just exposed to a lot of different material early on. And, and they were doing retreats, like going to retreats. And, and my mother was part, well, both my parents were both part of a group that, um, that was meeting on a regular basis. And I would sometimes see them, um, you know, in there, I was never part of it, but when yeah. I was 18, this was a big moment. This, this could kind of like maybe speak, like give an example of kind of my background is that I, I when I was right. 18, they invited me to one of their retreats. Mm -hmm. And I mean, essentially the retreats where they would sit in circle and they would hold space and share. It was not complicated. It was just, you know, that's what their spiritual work was. It was just holding space for one another. And so I was invited to the retreat and it was kind of mind blowing to me. I'm with, you know, all of these, uh, 50 plus adults um, at the time and, and were doing, you know, talking, speaking authentically and noticing how uncomfortable I was because I never had learned any of this anywhere. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was happening. And at some point I spoke up and <laughs> I don't know, shared something. It's, I think I kind of channeled it or something. I don't know what came through, but all of a sudden <laughs> There was a like there was this tension in the room that I kind of broke the tension and something had shifted and I felt like wow I I think I might have facilitated some intervention without even knowing it <laughs> and brought them something to the awareness of the group right and uh, it was very powerful and it stuck with me as like okay there's something going on here and at being 18 I I just I had no reference point I had no idea I'd never been to a workshop or retreat on personal development or anything like that yeah but it it opened I think it kind of it planted a seed in me that it made it much easier later when I was invited to a meditation retreat or started doing yoga and just it just it it was just much easier to to kind of open to that world and my mother is an artist um my father was very creative in his uh, as well and and spiritual so i think i just mm. inherited yeah um, a lot of their values and and yeah yeah so. it sounds like it sounds like it was just like a beautiful um mesh for your parents to meet and to have you just because everything that they have kind of displayed for you when you're when you're growing up you you absorb the things that were right for you and and you're still you're still doing it to this day that's pretty fascinating. Yes, I think yeah. there's, you know, the 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 uh, the flip side of it is that I I saw that they were in this work because they were trying to heal something in themselves from their yeah. upbringing and from their past, and I inherited that too. So I I noticed that you know of course my childhood wasn't picture perfect, and mm -hmm. I had you know I was inheriting some of their their pains and yep. their unresolved. Uh, you know, stories issues. or whatever yep. issues. Yeah. And so that, that also was part of my journey of saying, okay, well, I don't want to, I don't want to continue to bring more of this into the world. Like it's so painful to hold this. 
how do I, like, I don't want to bring it into my relationships. Like, how do I address this? What do I do? And so it's been a journey, also a healing journey for myself in that. Mm -hmm. What tools do you use to, to tap into yourself and, these, and to get these answers that you're questioning? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it starts with curiosity. Okay, I feel uncomfortable. What's going on, mm -hmm. right? Like just, right. just acknowledging, okay, there's yep. something here that's, that's blocking my flow to feel open in my heart, for me to feel joy, for me to feel connected with mm -hmm. someone or in a situation, like what's going on? So I start with that. I often will then say, oh, there's a contraction here, or there's a pain, it's physical or emotional. And mm -hmm. I'll use kind of a process of inspired by focusing, but I've noticed it shows up in other kind of work, like the presence process from Michael Brown is amazing. The presence process, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a 10-week um, experiential uh, process that involves some breath work and meditation. Okay. Um, that's been inspiring. But yeah, essentially, I, I, I'm able to do it much more quickly as to say, okay, there's something that's been activated or triggered, or is there some kind of manifestation of some unresolved pain that shows up mm. as, as a physical or emotional, um, you know, pain, which to me is like something, something's asking for my attention, something in my body. That's my interpretation of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then I try to sit with it or dialogue with it or um, ask someone to hold space for me. Mm. Um, and somehow the process is essentially holding space for myself or the parts in myself to come into the light, the experiences, feelings, truths that somehow come from somewhere back in my past that was too painful for me to feel yeah. too, too painful or hard for me to um, resolve or integrate fully, meaning to to understand and release it, you know, or forgive it or forgive someone. And I held mm -hmm. it. So it's yep. showing up now. It's, it's, it's in some other form, in some other way, physically or emotionally, maybe triggered by some person, um, which is it's not about the person. It's about, you know, me not resolving it from some initial cause. Right. Right. And then when that comes up to say, OK, what? does that part of me need? Mm. How can I honor it? How can I learn from it? And maybe it's about, it needs to feel safe. Maybe there's a boundary that's been crossed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's some shame that's come up and, and it needs to be held in the, some, some grief process, a mourning, whatever it is to be able to do my best to really create space for that. And then it's able to release. And usually it can, yeah, it find maybe it's not entirely. Maybe the like there's some resolution, but if it comes up again, it hasn't been fully integrated. But that's my work. That's what I wow. what I do. And so yeah, just so the the work is essentially holding space for whatever wants to come into the light, mm -hmm. and then letting the light transform it. Um, what it's it's not me that does the work. It's it's really letting a deeper wisdom or intelligence transform as I bring it. And, and when I say light, I'm basically saying awareness, like into consciousness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what's coming up for me and, and, and maybe some of our listeners is like, cause I, I totally get what you're saying. And there's elements for me when I'm passing through this kind of phase is, is the anxiety. How do you, how do you 
calm and pay attention and I guess I don't know if ignore your anxiety at the same time like for me that's my biggest issue is the anxiety that comes up during these phases Mm -hmm. does that ever happen to you um it hasn't been so intense um lately but yeah I I I think one of the big um anxiety provoking issues for me is around money and financial Mm -hmm. insecurity yeah and there's a story that sometimes comes like a, like a, a voice in my, a critical voice in my head that says, you know, um, you're, you're going to end up homeless. That's the essential. That's like, you're going to, if you mm. don't find work in the next X number of months, you're going to run out of money. You're going to have to leave your apartment Mm. And it's going to be harder for you. It's going to be hard. Life is going to get harder. And then there's another voice that will come like, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough to be able to get that money, the money you need. Right. And so there's an anxiety that can come after that. When I hear the voice, it's like, there's a panic that can come of like, oh my God, if I believe it, if I believe Mm. that story, then it be- starts to become real. And then, of course, right. I feel that in my body of like, oh, my God, like I have limited options mm-hmm. and 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 it's going to be more and more painful and I don't want this. And, of course, then it just starts to become a snowball effect of anxiety and, and pain. So, yes, I, I, I have felt that. <laughs> or, mm. you know, it can be like, oh, the pandemic is going to go forever. And then, yeah. you know, we're going to. It's just, it's, you know, and then the stories start and the, the anxiety can come. So I totally have had that. Yes. Mm, okay. I get you. That's a, uh, it's actually, I love talking about these things because the more that we can relate to one another, the easier it is to be ourselves, I find. And I just really appreciate what you're doing to, to bring people together, um, to heal yourself, to help other people heal themselves. Do you, could you name uh, maybe one or two people who you've found very influential in your life other than your well, parents? Just, yeah, thanks. I'll get to that question. I feel like I, oh. I didn't fully answer oh, okay. uh, the question just before about anxiety. Like, what do I do okay. when that comes up? I think I think it might be helpful sure. um, for the listeners to, to hear. And part of it is those critical voices are parts that um, it's tempting to be like, either to get totally absorbed of like, that's who I am. I am, um, you know, I have a poverty consciousness or I am an anxious mm. person and, um, or the world is this way and people are like this. And, and that is really uh, tempting sometimes because it feels really true. It can mm. feel really true. And I can think of all these, you know, my mind will find reasons, ways to confirm that that's confirmation bias, yes. right? To, to yes. prove that that, I, that those voices are true. Um, and they're not. Um, there might be some truth, but they, they don't have to have power over me. And I think what I do is I say, I, I welcome them and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I acknowledge there's a concern, there's a fear, there's a desire to keep me safe or to protect mm-hmm. me or to help me. Um, just, just as a physical pain, maybe to do something similar, like if just to give a message. Okay, so what's the message? Well, there's an urgency here to respond in some kind of way. Mm. But often it's first is I hear you, you know, often, and this is what you were sharing. I, I felt there was a, 
the support is when when we can hear each other and feel we're not alone. So I yeah. can do that with parts in myself. I mm -hmm. hear you to that voice, right. and that voice doesn't feel as uh, it needs to be in a freak out, you know, like full activated um, panic mode when exactly. I say I hear you. Exactly. It's been acknowledged. It's like a little child that's acting up. That's you acknowledge it. them and you instantly their 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 intensity lowers. Like, that's oh, okay, it. They, they've seen me. That's it. And sometimes I I say I've got this. Like, but sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not able to say that. Sometimes I have to say, okay, let's just let's just, you know, bring some compassion here. And what can we do to to just be with this? And it can be so uncomfortable. And sometimes it's great to have someone hold space for me. And sometimes, mm. and just hear me vent. And sometimes yeah. that can help to release it. And sometimes I need to do breath work or go for a run or, uh, you know, dance it out. Um, yeah. But not not to like get it, a, but just to kind of come back to a more connected state in my my true self, mm -hmm. where I can tune into my my deeper self or my higher self. And I can, oh, there's other information here that may feel more true. Mm -hmm. And that could open the path to um, to resolving that, or 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 you know coming back to like a a more regulated state. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially when it like just being in the present and like you said, the breath work uh, mm -hmm. that resonated for a lot for me because I've just been getting into that, and that's a big thing to keep me um, just where I am right now. Where, where are my feet? Where are my hands? <laughs> yeah. How's my breathing? These just these simple questions have helped me just to calm calm myself in these moments of ang ang anxiousness. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, the body is such such an amazing um, has such amazing like deep intelligence, and mm -hmm. I think when we start to reconnect with our breath and our body, um, we have so much more access to that intelligence and yes. and then the tools that are available to transform our experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that last question that I had asked you, because I'm curious to know if you've had anybody in your life that you found, you know, extremely um, helpful for you and in coming into yourself. I've been very, very blessed. Um, I, I, and I actually am sometimes jealous when I hear people say, this is my, this was my mentor. Or this was my one teacher, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I cannot say I had one teacher. I've had hundreds of teachers, if not thousands, no, hundreds of teachers of, you know, <laughs> through books, through workshops, through, mm. um, you know, strangers that I've met while traveling and all sharing some piece of wisdom including, you know, the participants who have come to my many, many events over mm -hmm. 20 plus years that have also, sh you know, mirrored back to me um, different parts of who I am and, and areas where I can, you know, grow. Bring, grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Amazing. Oh, that's a, that's a great answer, actually. Really, really good answer. And I would um, say it's so not even just Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'd say, you know, and, and not just people, but I've also been very much inspired by nature. Mm -hmm. And so a nature, um, you know, forests and animals and water, the elements um, have mm -hmm. been beautiful um, teachers for me as well. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. where you are now. Valdez, Valdez, it is very beautiful. Yeah. 
Very, very I find sometimes when I have a question and I'm not sure what the answer is, I'll go for a walk in the forest nice. uh, on the mountain and insights just somehow appear. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you again for taking the time to be with me today and just to be here for our listeners. I really appreciate you and I'd love to have you back uh, to talk about some of the, um, the games that you play and some of the programs that you're doing online. Would that interest you? Absolutely. I'd be delighted. Cool, cool, cool. And just again, so our listeners are aware, it's www.ar-go.live. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that's for the Authentic Relating Go. Authentic Relating Go platform. Yeah. that We have a two-week free trial, no risk. You can come and join our any of the events that are offered online and facilitated by our skilled facilitators. And uh, yeah, a sliding scale after that for to become a member. Cool. Amazing. I'll check that out myself. Thank you wonderful. so much. Wonderful. Well, welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wonderful. And I asked my listeners um, this question, you know, what, what does spiritual parenting mean to you? Because whatever it is, just seek it, ask for it, and do whatever it takes to make you shine. Solomon, thank you so much. Have mm, a great my day. My pleasure, Lorraine. You too. Right. Bye-bye. You can find all the links to Solomon's programs in the description for this write-up of this episode of the Star Parent Podcast. And if you haven't already, followed us on Instagram, please do. And we are on Twitter as well. Have a wonderful day.